a safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Tonight on the program, I answer your questions about love, sex, and relationships. You can text them in at 514-800. If you'd like to call in and speak to me directly, 514-790-0800. And many people have emailed me throughout the week, so you can do that too, Lori at drlaurie.com. Also, feel free to share anything you would like in relation to any of the questions that are being asked. If you've been through something or you have something to add, you want to give your own little bits of of advice, people do appreciate that, uh, as I do as well. So let me get uh, to the first questions. Um, Let's see. I've been dating a man for a year now. I love him. We have a lot in common, and he is easygoing and very sensitive to the needs of others. The only concern I have is regarding his depression. When his episodes come to the surface, he experiences a lack of energy, sexual desire, and uh, self-appreciation. What can I do to help him through this? Should I be um, concerned? So yes, it's, uh, you know, it's concerning when you have a partner who suffers from mental illness. Lack of energy, lack of sexual desire are symptoms of depression. So it's definitely related, uh, related to that. You, to help him is to support him through that, is to maybe, um, suggest that he, uh, he seek help and therapy as a partner. You can also reach out to organizations that, uh, deal with mental health, uh, issues like Ami Quebec, where they, uh, have support groups for partners and, uh, and family members, um, and you need a lot of, uh, patience and compassion is, uh, understand that this is an illness. And if you notice that there are in between the episodes, things are good, then try to recognize when the episodes come. And at that point, uh, you can even ask him, what does he, what does he need, uh, from you? Does he need a bit of space? Does he need more of, of contact with you? So each person is a little bit different as well. But I would also uh, hope that if he has a lot of these bouts that he is on medication as well. But you should also know that the antidepressants can cause difficulties with sexuality as well. So it can decrease libido, it can decrease um, arousal and uh, can cause some erectile dysfunction and also can delay ejaculation. So those are some of the uh, side effects of medication. I know a lot of people are not too thrilled with that, but uh, you also have to look at quality of life. And if we can lift the depression uh, or lift somebody out of the depression through medication, then it's certainly uh, it's certainly worth it. 514-800, if you would uh, like to text in or you have a question, we have uh, Frank on the line. Hi, Frank. Hi, Dr. Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not bad. A, a little question. I, yeah. I'm, a di- I'm a diabetic. Okay. And I can't seem to get uh, an erection that stays stays there. Okay. I wonder, what, is there something I can do? I know that the, they told me to take Viagra and this and that, but even taking Viagra... It doesn't work, it, right? It, it doesn't stay as... Uh, okay. As, uh, you know. so, so here's the thing. So you get the, you can get an erection, though. 
It just doesn't stay, right? But you can get it. Yeah. Okay, that's good news. So what you can do is uh, once you have the erection is you can get what's called a penis ring. It's a constriction ring. They sell them at the sex shops. Uh, They're commonly known as cock rings. That's what they're called. But really they're penis rings, constriction rings. And they're, uh, it's not they're made of like a, a silicone. They stretch they and you put it at the base of your penis. It will feel tight around the base of your penis, but it's there to trap the blood so that you maintain that erection. That would okay. be a good option for you. Okay, very good. Okay. okay. Uh, you can also discuss with your urologist. Do you see a urologist at all? No, I haven't seen I've seen my, uh, my regular doctor, but no, I haven't seen him. My... My my doctor said to take zinc. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I mean it's zinc. a supplement, but it's not necessarily going to make that huge of a difference if you're diabetic. Unfortunately, there's a link with between diabetes and, and sexual dysfunction. So you can ask your doctor for a referral to a urologist who can test to see what's going on in your penis. Like, is there uh, some leakage? Like sometimes the there's like, uh, think of a hose with little holes in it. So you can, it can fill up, but it will, it, it will seep out really quickly. So that can be repaired. So there are certain things that would need to be looked at to see if they, if they can actually be repaired. But in the meantime, you can just try this, this one little remedy and see if it works for you. And it's simple, cost-effective, not dangerous, safe. You're not taking anything um, and see if that helps. Very good. I, I thank you very much. You have a good evening. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for calling in. Take care. Uh, 514-800. Um, if you'd like uh, to ask a question, there you go. Uh, Dr. Lori's on the air every night at 10. Such a great show and everyone's friend. Is this, oh, this is, somebody wrote a poem. Little talk about sex and relationships too. She has helped me a bit and can also help you. So give her a call or send her a text. Get a little advice from the best. (laughs) That's so cute. Thank you. That made my day. A little poetry for passion. Passion poetry. Write your own poem for us. Uh, I am a very happily, uh, I'm very happily married to a beautiful and sexy woman. We enjoy very passionate and satisfying sex life. My wife and I very much enjoy trying new things together, and we have recently become curious about the practice of anal lingus. Are there any health risks in a monogamous and healthy couple like ourselves engaging in anal oral stimulation both for the giver and receiver. Thanks in advance for your help. So there's no danger to the receiver. The only potential, I call it danger, but the risk is to the giver because of bacteria. So if your partner has taken a shower and has cleaned the outside because anal oral play is really on the, is the, on the outside of the skin, uh, the 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 anal area, you're not go you're not penetrating, um, so 
it's easy to clean soap and water make sure you're clean it's not right after a bowel movement i know that sounds gross but most people wouldn't right uh, and that's about it otherwise fecal matter has bacteria and you wouldn't want to uh, ingest that because that would have the potential obviously to harm so there you go uh, I just wanted to know if it is possible to get an infection from oral sex. I get treated, but it simply does not make sense that my husband could be repeatedly infecting me. The infection sometimes gets to be so painful that we cannot have intercourse. Is there anything that can be done? Um, I don't understand. I don't know what infection you're talking about here. Are you talking about a recurrent yeast infection which could certainly cause this an infection from oral sex again I, i'm with your partner performing oral sex on you i i don't think so unless your partner has uh herpes or something on their on their mouth like a, a cold sore um so i i i'm not sure why you would be getting infections from uh from oral sex so something something's funky there to me and i just don't know what kind of infection you're getting so you may want to go to the gynecologist and uh, get tested to see is this a bacterial vaginosis is this a, a, a yeast infection that keeps happening so something is going on uh, but this is definitely a situation where, yes, you would want to consult with a gynecologist and see because painful intercourse is obviously uh, no fun, right? From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak. You're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Trouble Tuesdays uh, tonight on the program. I reserve the whole evening to answer your questions about love, sex, and relationships. Uh, uh, Texter writes in, here's the thing about anal oral. If you go there, it is at your own risk. But when you are super aroused, common sense is lost in passion. Um, let's see. I once had a female friend who got recurring infections of strep A because her male partner had a throat infection. So that's a possibility. Maybe, uh, your partner has a throat infection and can be checked out as well. So that's, uh, that's a possibility as well. Uh, dear Dr. Lori, I've had a fantasy about having a threesome. Um, ironically, my partner has had the same fantasy as me, and this is why I got the courage to ask her to do it. Now, every time I had, I have asked her if she wanted to try it, she told me that if we would, I would get jealous if I would see her get pleasure off of the other man and that it can ruin our relationship. Now I brought it to her attention that I'm asking you for advice, and since I'm asking you, she now wants to do it. What should I do? I don't want to ruin our relationship. So here's the thing. It's a good question that you're asking because it, it can happen. Like you really have to uh, talk about this uh, and think about this. How will you feel seeing her with, uh, with another man? Um, so will you get jealous? What are you the jealous kind? 
Um, sometimes you have to be careful what you wish for. Some, some things in fantasy are much better left in fantasy. And when they're realized in real life where you have less control in your fantasy, you're completely in control in real life. You are not in control of every facet, right? You don't know how your partner's going to react. You don't know how you're going to react. I mean, you may have an idea, but, um, it may not be exactly that. It may be less arousing than you thought. It may be great, uh, but you do take, uh, you do take the risk. What if you, what if one of you, um, after the, after it all happened says, oh, that was not a good experience, but the other one thought it was a great experience. Then what? Um, so how do you then, uh, negotiate or you do it once? What if you want to do it again? And your partner says no way. So it could cause arguments. It could, it could potentially cause problems in the, uh, in the relationship. So I would uh, advise you to have a good long conversations about this and think about all the potential scenarios. Who's the other person as well? Is it going to be a stranger? Is it going to be somebody you both know, uh, that matters as well and, and can have an impact on, uh, on, on the feelings that develop. You're talking about three human beings here. So, so there are emotions as well. Whereas in fantasy, there are no emotions. It's, it's about pure, uh, pure sex. And not that it can't be pure sex in real life, but there's the potential for, uh, feelings to, uh, come up, of course. So you've got to think about all those things, which I think is important. Uh, does masturbating help erectile dysfunction in men in their fifties? So masturbation, especially as you get older, it's not that it helps men with ED, but it, it does help to get the blood flowing. You know, the expression, use it or lose it actually is, is quite true. You want to keep the blood flowing. So if you don't have a partner, regular masturbation is a, a very good thing to, uh, to keep your penis healthy and, and keep the blood uh, circulating and going and, and going there. So yes, it would be, uh, it would be something that w- would be helpful if, uh, especially if you don't have a partner. I'm a young woman. Sometimes after orgasm, I burst into tears uncontrollably. Is this normal? So often people ask that question, right? About uh, what's normal, what's not normal. It's, it's not a question of what's normal or not. Um, for some people, some, this is not unusual. Some people will experience, uh, a lot of laughter, let's say a bout of laughter after an orgasm or crying. Why is that? So an orgasm is a release. So if you think about uh, an intense release, it could release also emotions that are there. It's not that you're upset. It's not that you're crying at the situation, but it does bring up, it can, it just can open certain floodgates without it having any real connection to a sad event. Let's just say, um, text writes in threesome, been there, done it. I was the third with a married couple. They chose me because I'm trustworthy and clean, did it twice with them. And it caused problems. She kept wanting me to join in. Don't do it. This is from another listener. Uh, so thank you for your advice. See, this is why I love when our listeners 
weigh in on some of these questions because if you're if you're the one asking the question you can bet that there are other people listening who either have the same question or the same situation happen to them or have questioned themselves about the same thing and um so it helps it really really helps when other people uh tell us about their uh their experiences uh, by email, uh, laurie at drlaurie.com is my email address, by the way. Uh, hi, Dr. Laurie, love your show. Uh, just tuned in. My boyfriend of 50 years old takes Viagra regularly for a better and longer lasting erection. But even at that, his erections are not that hard and don't last long. Now, he easily consumes a bottle of wine every night and has been on epilepsy meds for years. The mediocre erections are a real problem, and I'd like your opinion. So there's a couple of things going on here. Uh, the epilepsy medication is related to erectile dysfunction. So right away, there's a link between the medication and the functioning of the erection. The second thing is the wine, the alcohol. A little bit of wine is good. It loosens things up. A, too much wine causes erectile dysfunction as well. It's a depressant. So alcohol is a depressant. So even though you may take the Viagra, which boosts the, uh, the blood flow, the wine reduces the blood flow. So you're going against the current there. Uh, so that's not going to help. So aside from reducing uh, or eliminating the, the entire bottle of wine, which I'm sure is uh, the bigger culprit here, because if, if he gets at least a partial erection, uh, at least hard enough to penetrate, then he can do like I suggested to our earlier caller, which is use a, um, a penis ring as well to maintain, uh, the erection. So usually you keep the penis ring on for about 20 minutes or so max. Um, so that would absolutely, uh, would absolutely help, but the alcohol doesn't help, uh, one bit. That's for, that's for sure. Uh, another texter writes, uh, in addition, I lost two friends because of those threesome experiences with them. So same person writes in, uh, yeah, you, especially if you choose to do it with somebody, you know, I also know of another situation where there was, they chose, a, a couple chose a, a, a woman who was their friend and it ended up that this friend who was in this threesome ended up having really an affair with the husband. Uh, and that, that marriage broke up over, and this all began with that threesome. So you have to be careful. There are emotions involved here. There are other things going on besides just the sheer sexual arousing idea of the threesome. Sometimes the idea is, is, is much stronger than the reality of it or, uh, the, I, the, the fantasy of it is the arousing part, but in reality it could really mess things up. So you've got to, uh, really think about that one, really think about it. I'm 60 year, I'm 60 years old and a female and my orgasms are so much more intense now 
than when I was 30 years old. Can you explain uh, why? So that's also very interesting because we assume that as we age, everything goes kind of downhill, but that isn't actually the case. A lot of women report far better orgasms later in life than earlier. And part of this is um, they don't have, they can, uh, they know their bodies better they're more free with their sexuality, more open, uh, with their sexuality. There's no worries about pregnancy. Um, so they're able to, to really let go. They often are empty nesters. So the kids aren't at home. They don't, they have less, uh, maybe less worries, less financial worries, less stress. They may be, uh, not working as much anymore. So there can be all kinds of factors that affect, uh, uh, why, um, why orgasms can be, can be better. Now for a lot of women, as they age and they go post-menopause, they do say that, uh, for some women that their orgasms may be less intense, but that this, they do describe sex as even more enjoyable. So that's what the research actually shows much contrary to what we think that, uh, we associate aging with a decline in sexuality. It's actually not true, uh, not true for most people. So it can be the best sex of your life in your, uh, later years than in your, uh, younger years. Coming up and question, I'll answer a question about, uh, premature ejaculations it happens every week, but worth answering. Nonetheless, there's always new listeners. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. Answering your sex and relationship questions uh, tonight, 514-800 to text in, or you can also uh, call me, 514-790-0800, and feel free to email me anytime, Lori at drlori.com. Tuesdays, I spend the whole evening answering questions, but I do at the beginning of every show as well, so don't worry if you don't, uh, if you want to send in your questions during the week, you can do that too. So a couple of text messages in response to, uh, well, here's a, a one in response or two in response to our threesome question. Uh, this couple fantasizes about having a threesome. I can assure you the reality is not the same as the fantasy. You may be disappointed. I have had the luxury of having a threesome with two women. The fantasy is better, but being your typical male, I would not turn down the opportunity, LOL. Uh, Threesomes, it's case by case. I am with a couple for five years and it's wonderful. It's a question of trust and respect. The three of us love it. Go for it. So again, these are very different uh, circumstances. You know, this can be uh, what you just described. You're with the same couple for five years. Almost sounds like a, a polyamorous type of relationship that they're in. And you're the, like a, a triad relationship kind of thing. So uh, you're right. On the topic of premature ejaculation, if you use a desensitizing spray, is it possible that it will be too efficient and hinder your erection? It's uh, possible, but there's a, the greater risk is also to 
it, because the the desensitizing sprays basically numb um, numb the penis. So uh, if you're not using a condom, it could also numb your partner. So that's uh, one of the problems. But they are effective. Like you can you can certainly try it um, and see if uh, how it works for you. But uh, a lot of men would use that. So before you go to any medication, for example, using a desensitizing spray is probably a, a good option. Uh, to try out the one most men that I've spoken to who have used them it has not hindered their erectile function so I, I don't think it's uh, something that you you need to be worried about but speaking of, of this this question came in I have problems with premature ejaculation does it have a solution so uh, the answer is yes there are solutions for premature ejaculation first we have to understand what what it is so premature ejaculation generally is somebody who will ejaculate uh, under a minute of thrusting or within 10 thrusts for some serious premature ejaculations they will uh, they will ejaculate even before entry so uh, there are some people who have learned it's like a learned response to to come quickly meaning that when they were uh, younger they would uh, either have sex under hurried, hurried circumstances, like quick, 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 get it over with mom and dad are coming to, you know, my parents are going to walk in on us or, or whatever. Uh, that's a possibility too, or masturbating really quickly, uh, to get it done quickly. And so they kind of learned their, their, penis responds quickly because they've trained it to in a way. And then there are another group of people who it's not a learned response, but it seems to be a, a more related to a, a neuro, some kind of neurological condition or not a condition, but there are studies that show there's something, it has something to do with neurology in the brain somehow. And, uh, for those individuals medication actually does help and uh, the medication that is used for this is an antidepressant or an SSRI which is given in a very low dose so not enough to treat depression but just enough to induce the side effect of delaying ejaculation and they discovered this when uh, when you give an antidepressant to a man and a woman as well, because it could have an effect, uh, it, it it delays their ejaculation sometimes to the point of not being able to ejaculate at all. So studies were done to see at which point, what is the lowest dose that we can induce this particular side effect. And so it works for a lot of men, uh, this works, but it does require you taking a medic, taking a pill every day, every day. So, uh, so there's that, but before you get to that, to the medication stage, you can do exercises to train yourself. So you would, uh, use what's called the stop and start technique. Uh, and you would do this in, in different stages. So you start off on your own. So you would masturbate with a dry hand, um, at first, right. And you have to be able to recognize your point of no return. So you have to be very conscious and, and very much in your body. So you don't distract yourself thinking of something else, really experience what you're feeling and then stop right before that point of no return. And then 
you take a few deep breaths and then you start up again and then you stop and then you start and you stop and you start and you stop. Then you would move on to uh, at your hand with lubrication. Uh, because you want to get to the point where you're mimicking uh, as close as possible uh, the the vagina, okay? Uh, so you would start with lubrication, then and you would do the same. You would repeat the same thing. Then you would have your partner do it. Your partner with the dry hand. Your partner with the with uh, lubricant. Then you would move on to oral sex. Your partner could perform oral sex on you and train it. So it, re- it does require. Uh, some patience and it requires time like this is over time but you would have to uh, you'd have to practice and that's the only way to change a habit is to uh, is through repetition so that's something that you uh, you can try uh, follow-up question for the desensitization spray. Would it be better to spray it on before applying the lube so that it would minimize the risk of numbing my partner? Um, yes, although it would still, I, I think there would still be the risk of that. But, but for women, remember that the cl- it's the clitoral stimulation that matters far more than the penetration. So women can find penetration enjoyable. There's no doubt about it. But in terms of uh, the maximum arousal, they would need the clitoral stimulation. So if you uh, do this during penetration, make sure that you're also stimulating the clitoris, either with your hand, partner's hand, a sex toy, or find a position where there's uh, more direct contact uh, with the pubic area, uh, so that there can be pressure in, uh, in that area. Uh, let's see, coming up, uh, question, a question of about a curved penis. This is Passion on CJD 800. A follow-up uh, text uh, for the on the, uh, the desensitizing spray for men. The person texted in saying, "I'm also I'm gay." So I was talking about it in a heteronormative way. So I apologize for that. Uh, I should have mentioned it also. Uh, so for anal sex, yes, it will uh, you know numb uh, numb your partner. But really, I would re- highly recommend you use uh, condoms, especially for uh, anal intercourse, which uh, ha- carries a higher risk of uh, sexually transmitted infection uh, simply because it's uh, more prone to uh, small little tears and, uh, uh, and so infections can get into the bloodstream in a quicker, uh, quicker manner. So uh, something that you should uh, definitely consider. All right, I have a curved penis. I don't have an erection problem. I don't have a length problem. I don't have a girth problem. I have a curve problem. When it is fully erect, instead of it being straight out and up, I have a penis that curves around and down. It just looks damn weird. I've had comments from women before and it has made me self-conscious. I've never had a problem getting excited or getting an erection, so what gives? I sometimes wonder if as a young adolescent, maybe I unintentionally curved it 
by the way I place my penis in my pants. I just don't know. As far as I can remember, I've always had a curved penis. So it's very unlikely that it has anything to do with the way you put it in your pants. It could be related to a masturbation technique maybe that you've used, but there's really nothing to worry about. A lot of men have curves in their penis. What you don't want is a kink in it. In other words, a curve, like a banana-shaped curve or something that's like a, a slight curve like this, um, is perfectly normal and doesn't indicate any issue. But when it's like a, a curve where there's a, like a, a little R shape, let's say, um, then that that would be usually due to injury. And injury causing uh, scar tissue, which would then cause something called uh, uh, Peyronie's disease, which is completely different than what you're describing. So you're saying that it's always been this way and some men just have a natural curve. Now women may have noticed it, but if it doesn't cause any problems in terms of uh, uh, penetration or it doesn't cause any pain with erections or anything like that, then it's just, it's nothing to worry about. That's just the way you're made and, uh, it's okay. I, there's not really much that you, uh, you can do about it. Just remember that sometimes you just need to adjust in terms of, uh, your positioning and, and, uh, you know, getting it into, for into position for penetration and, and what have you. So, um, you're not alone. I can tell you that you're not alone. If anybody else wants to please, uh, confirm that, that this gentleman is not alone, it would be, uh, appreciated. 514-800 if you would like to text in your thoughts or your comments. Can a lack of sleep about four hours a night and walking brisk, briskly about three miles a day, burning about 450 calories and intaking no more than 1200 calories a day be an impediment to strong erections. My libido is okay. This doesn't sound very healthy to me. It's not a healthy lifestyle. Getting only four hours a night of sleep, burning half, more than half of the calories you intake uh, like br rigor, like rigorous exercise and being on a very restrictive diet, 1200 calories is a restrictive diet, very restrictive. This isn't healthy. So you, to maintain good erectile health, you need good, uh, a good overall health. The better your health is in terms of, uh, maintaining uh, good sleeping habits, good eating habits, uh, not, uh, reducing alcohol intake, no smoking, all these things, uh, can improve, just improve circulation in general. If you are malnourished, as in, if your body is getting the signal that it's starving, uh, that is not going to be uh, conducive to good blood flow, if you ask me. So uh, that doesn't sound very healthy to me. Uh, so I, I would uh, I would change that a little bit. And get some sleep, four hours a night. Whoa, that's uh, hardly anything. And then rigorous exercise. Mm -mm. Uh, I'm confused about something my boyfriend told me, and I don't know if I believe him. When we engage in sexual activities, he told me I should go to the washroom after we have sex. 
Sometimes I do, but sometimes I don't. He wears a condom, but he said I should go, I still should go, but what's the big deal if I don't? Am I at risk for something? Uh, so it's not that you're so much at risk, but the recommendation is that you uh, urinate after sex to um, prevent developing a urinary, a urinary tract infection. So you're just, just kind of flushing out the body, and it's, uh, it's a good idea. So urinating after sex is a good idea, but especially if you're prone to these infections, but if you're not, it's not the end of the world if, uh, if you don't. So he's, he's not wrong. He's, he's not wrong. It's, it's, uh, it's a good thing to do, but it's not uh, a necessity. Uh, this texter writes, and he's very right. I wish I had a curve. I've heard women say it's easier to hit the G spot. You are very right about that. In fact, uh, because uh, to get to the G spot, you need that curve. In fact, if you look at the sex toys that are built, that are made for women, these, uh, that, that are G spot stimulators, they look like dildos with a curve in it. So, uh, those curved penises can actually be really beneficial for a lot of women. Uh, I wrote you a poem to start your show. So here's a poem to end your show. Wow. What right on schedule. Thank you so much for another great show. It is so sad. You have to go. There is a saying parting is such sorrow, but the bonus is there is always tomorrow. Thank you, Dr. Lori and have a good night. You're a super person who's out of sight. <laughs> Ah, oh, you made my day. You made me smile. I hope you made you made other people smile as well. Very cute. You're very good at these little rhymes, aren't you? Awesome. Guys, thank you very much for uh, sending in your questions to me. I uh, enjoy reading them. I enjoy answering them. And you certainly make the show what it is. So thank you. And thank you for being a part of it, even if you're just sitting back, relaxing, and uh, and tuning in. Uh, thanks to Aaron Lakoff, our technical producer tonight. If you want to connect with me on social media, at Dr. Lori Betito, L-A-U-R-I-E-B-E-T-I-T-O. You can also remember, you can go to my website, drlori.com. On that website, you have access to all the podcasts of all the past shows, which you can download and listen to at your own leisure. There's information about my book. You can watch uh, a couple of uh, TEDx talks that I've done on uh uh, one's on um, passion and long-term relationships. The other one is on female pleasure. So feel free to have a look, put your comments down, and, and let me know what you think. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a wonderful rest of the evening, and remember to live your life with passion.